0: Welcome to the Courageous Equality Podcast, where we get comfortable with uncomfortable topics. We want to thank you for listening. My name is Kirby Addison, and this podcast is a space and time where we'll provide you, the listeners, with personal insights, discussions on various topics. We're going to play some games, answer questions that people may not want to ask. And all of this relates to equality, diversity, and inclusion. But we want you to know that this podcast is not just for people of color. It's not just for people that you think it should be for. It's, this is truly for everyone. It's a podcast where we're going to have guests on. We're going to talk about different things. And it's all to build better relationships, stronger relationships through conversation, awareness and action.
1: That's right. Uncomfortable conversations. Yes. Because in order to improve in anything, you got to have that uncomfortable conversation.
0: The voice you just heard is
1: Selena welcome welcome thank you for joining us on our very first episode of courageous voices
0: one of the things we're going to do is each episode we're going to equip you with a buzzword so today's buzzword is BIPOC
1: um the origins of BIPOC uh BIPOC stands for black indigenous people of color um it is a word that's been put in place to shift away from terms like marginalized or minority and if you want to know why that is i mean think of what the definition of minority is um you know you can just you can quickly google it but minority the minority's definition is a culturally ethnically and racially racially distinct group that coexists but with but of subordinate to a, dom- a more dominant group clearly that means white group. So minority represent all br- black and brown people. So in order to stay away from that word, it doesn't sound too good, right? Um, you could, you know, input BIPOC. Yeah, Does that sound about right.
0: Yeah, that that's <laughs> okay.
1: That's right on
0: point. Right on point. So that's a uh, one for your toolbox. BIPOC. BIPOC. All right. What we want to do next is kind of introduce ourselves to people who may not know us. So I have been in the military for 15 years. The last six of those years were I serve on the air side in the Vermont National Guard, where I work in the computer department. I have a wife named Jamie, two kids, Elijah and Aaliyah. Originally, I was born and raised in New York. Um, My hobbies are, I like video games. I'm a musician. I like to read a little bit here and there. I like sports and overall learning more about computers.
1: All right, about me. My name is Selena, I've been serving for about 10 years now. Currently um, working full-time in Joint Force Headquarters in the Enlisted Personnel Department. I also hold uh, several MOSs. Um, I'd say my favorite one of the MOSs is the 00 Fox, which is an immaterial MOS. it's, I was working at a schoolhouse teaching basic leader course to uh, future non-commissioned officers. Probably my favorite one uh, since I've been in, solely because I can provide life experience um, to to future NCOs. Um, also, uh, I'm a single mom. Um, I that's okay. I guess that's my favorite job, <laughs> uh, being a single mom. So yeah, if you think that you if you're a single mom and you have kids and you think that you can't join and be a part of this, this wonderful fighting force. Um, yeah, you, you can, you can do it. Um, and we are, we will support you. So, um, what else about me? Uh, I enjoy reading. I craft a lot. I make t-shirts and all kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a busybody. Yeah. I also am. Currently studying for my undergrad in sociology and ecology, and the other thing is, we're both a part of JDEC. the The mission is to develop and communicate policies that discourage intolerance and discrimination. Um, ultimately, to have a, a fighting force, you need to be able to improve more morale, uh, productivity. You need to create an environment that includes everybody, so it's it's inclusion based. Um, The commitment is to maintain a culture that treats everyone as full and equal partners.
0: And JDEC means Joint Diversity Executive Council. No matter who you are, where you're from, how you identify, you are equal to the same standard of treatment, respect, career goals as each and every person who has made it to the top in whatever organization that you serve in. so next we want to talk about why black history month it is important to us it is we are recording this in the month of february so it would be the yeah, right make, thing it, to making do, our own know? little uh, yeah.
1: piece of history recording Absolutely. our own piece of history right now for black history month yeah um yeah yeah so what does black history mean to you or, or why is it important to you
0: So I would say the first word that comes to mind for me is representation. And I say that because I grew up where the whole truth of black history was not taught to me. Mm -hmm. Um, For lack of better words right now, and this could also be a buzz term, I believe that it was whitewashed, which means that I heard about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. but What I've come to realize is that not everyone can get to the level level of being a martin luther king jr or rosa parks that there's several other people behind the scenes that helped push them forward and supported them so i feel like i can reach that level where i could be maybe just a supporter Mm -hmm. and i see people in black history month represented more now it gives me an opportunity to find those nuggets that was not taught to me in high school that I can learn about so and then the other word is progress um there's the phrase that if you don't know your history you're doomed to repeat it so mm-hmm. i believe black history month is not just for the month of february but it's overall there's things that i've learned that we cannot repeat again as a nation in order to make true progress for change that's long lasting and effective.
1: Right. So representation
0: yeah. and progress is why my yeah, cul- history month is important to me.
1: Yeah, cultural represent representation is, is definitely um important. And I think that when when you when I heard when you said the term uh whitewashed, it just made me think because I always try to think with like an inclusive brain <laughs> it is a challenge sometimes cuz we have a lot, we all have our biases and things like that that we we don't we don't we'll we'll talk about that in a later episode but um, i thought of um, from a history perspective i think that it's coming it should come from so when i think of american history and i hear the word whitewashed i think it's only coming from one lens which is just the white american view of what happened but then we know that when things happen, like, there's other people involved, like you said, there's um, that we didn't learn about it. So I certainly didn't learn right. about it in school. Um, and I think as far as Vermont, they they didn't even have uh, Dr. King's birthday off at one point. I think that happened, like, within the last, like, decade or so. Oh, wow. They used to go to school on his day. So it wasn't—it was kind of, like, thrown to the side, you know, not, not as important as— um, you know i didn't know that that's news yeah yeah my my boys well not my boys my my cousins who lived here like early in the 90s and stuff um they they would have to go to school my grandmother would keep them home she's like no we're gonna we're gonna show him some respect you know what i mean um and so they yeah they and also uh if fast forward to now present day uh, my first grader came home he's like look what i have look what i have um about Martin Luther King. Like we we talked about it. But, you know, I was so happy that they, they mentioned it. Right. Just a just a little mention is, is like a big thing to a little kid, you know. And um one of my coworkers also came home. Uh she sent me a picture of, of what her son had drew. It was like a, a picture of Dr. King that he like colored colored in or whatever. Um so I mean that's progress, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Especially right
1: now where everything seems so divided again. Yes. Um I think we Black History to me, um I wouldn't to me it is definitely a huge part of american history and it should be included yeah i know it's 28 days but that a lot of people would say like 28 days is is not enough right mm-hmm. it should be taught all year round I, I i do agree with that i think it should be taught um just like we hear about christopher columbus we should hear about you know mary mcleod bethune or harriet tubman or or whomever there's plenty of people um, that that made their stake uh, right. in, in American history and culture. Um, but for me, it's just this month is a reminder of um, the struggles that that our ancestors have have come through as well as all the accomplishments that they have made. You know what I mean? I mean, even um, so yeah, that's what I think about when I when I think of black history. So speaking of of black history, uh, we're, 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 we're this joint team here, right? Chief of the National Guard Bureau, General Daniel Hokinson, and his senior enlisted advisor sent out a, a letter last week. I'm not sure which one of them wrote it. I don't know if it was a, a joint effort with them, but it was. It made me smile. Um, it made me feel represented, which is important when you're including everyone. I know Vermont is predominantly white, and it's hard to to talk this inclusion thing when there's not many to include here. But again, we're having uncomfortable uh, conversations, exactly. right? Uh, yeah. You you never want to ex- uh, exclude anybody. But this this letter that came out it was uh, the it's dated February tenth, uh, February tenth, twenty twenty one. It's a letter to to the soldiers and airmen of the National Guard. It pretty much I'll just read one of the first. Part. Well, it covers uh, three stories of Black Americans who served. Uh, One of them is like one of my favorites. His story is just so incredible to me, (laughs) but uh, I'll I'll start off. I'll read the first part. It says "Uh, the story of the National Guard is a story of America. It is a story of the fight for independence, the fight against tyranny, the fight for democracy and the fight for freedom. In each of these stories, you will find black Americans because black history is American history that right there meant the world to me (laughs) little old me right little staff sergeant over here it meant the world to me uh, because again i felt included um he talks about uh salem poor who was born into slavery slavery purchases freedom uh the next person he speaks of is william harvey carney he was also born into slavery in virginia he joined the uh, 54th massachusetts infantry regiment in the third one, again, my favorite, is the story of Henry Johnson. He joined National Guard in 1917. He became uh, part of New York's 369th Infantry Regiment, uh, best known as
0: Kirby. The Harlem Hellfighters.
1: Yeah, the Harlem Hellfighters. I mean, they have the incredible story both uh, over uh, where they fought and um, when they came home, which caught my attention how they were treated when when they came home um but Henry Johnson is one of my favorites every time I get the opportunity to talk about him or or hear something new I'm just ready for it um okay so then he 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 finishes he finishes it off by saying um he says um and this is word for word Since the beginning of our history, black Americans fought fought for our nation, even when they were denied rights, opportunities, and even basic humanity in the eyes of the law. They fought for the ideals of President Abraham Lincoln, named in the Gettysburg address, Address, a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Um, today, in many ways, our nation still struggles to give all of its citizens equal opportunities. But our story is not finished, and we can work together to write a, to write a history we're proud to leave behind. This Black History Month let us learn the stories of Black Americans who shaped our nation and ultimately became the nation for which they fought. So yeah, this thank you, sir. Uh, that was wonderful. Uh, Thank you uh, to the senior enlisted advisor, Mr. Whitehead. Uh, Sir, that was incredible. I certainly want to follow or work under someone who believes in inclusion and supports all people of color. Right. How do you feel about leaders, Kirby? How do you feel about leaders representing that and... and and not being afraid to write something like this. I mean, he could have just said celebrate Black History Month, but he didn't. He actually took his time to, um, you know, go in depth about uh, things.
0: Absolutely. I think it takes courage. We now have the first African-American Secretary of Defense, Austin Lloyd. And I think Mm -hmm. it takes courage to get out of the role of complacency and actually identify things that can be fixed that are clearly wrong in our nation that divides us. So I believe leaders, it is their job, role, responsibility to lead from the front. And how can you lead if you don't have the aptitude to treat everyone equally in the ranks, no matter how they identify, where they come from, what they look like. We, we're all here to do one Absolutely. job, we're all Americans. And like the general said, black history is American history. There's a fact that if you look at history, a lot of efforts that were made to keep our freedom was directly mm-hmm. related to the efforts of black men and women.
1: Mm, one yeah. group
0: that we can keep oh, in mind that. right now is that. Tuskegee I, I
1: actually just, uh, learned about so. the Tuskegee experiment when they were uh, testing all the medications on them, the syphilis stuff. Uh, that that oh. that story blew my mind um, on how people were treated. I mean, right, right. Just you know, there was no ethical anything with those doctors.
0: All right as always with every episode we want to give you a call to act which is something practical and actionable that you can do that will help you in your journey of diversity inclusion and equality and today's call to act is support a bipoc business once again support a bipoc business you can do this by a quick google search Mm -hmm. and once again you should know what bipoc stands for but we'll help you out black indigenous people of color
1: all right yeah uh you're right kirby uh that call call to action is important especially in these times that we are in right now with the pandemic and stuff Uh, but if you are confused we are in vermont right this is a vermont-based uh podcast you may not find uh, many around here and that's okay jump online find a black-owned business online um on your journey to being more inclusive like kirby was saying Um, that's what we just, that's why we had this call to action today. Um, so I appreciate everyone for listening and, um, I'm going to ask that you come back and join us for episode two. Um, listen to, have a conversation with, uh, Kirby and I, uh, episode two is self reflection.
0: Yep. And we'll also be talking about code switching.
1: Yeah. And buzzword will be diversity. Nice. All right. Thank you all for listening. Okay, if you've listened today, we want you to send us questions. If you have something that you have many of this is Vermont, right? Not diverse, uh 94% white. You may not know any persons of color. But guess what? Kirby and I are people of color. If you have a question that you want to ask, if you want to um not offend anyone we will not be offended that is why we are here please send us that uncomfortable question we will gladly answer it and not be offended we are here to educate have good conversation and also um
0: Right, we're building relationships. Yeah, building relationships, education, right. awareness and action.
1: Yeah. Um we want to include include everybody so. Yes. Uh, thank you again. I'm Selena.
0: And I'm Kirby. This is Courageous, Courageous Voices, Voices podcast, podcast, where we get comfortable with uncomfortable topics.